0: Welcome back to the last Prepper Standing Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be th- talking about things to expect as the society collapses, and we're going to dig into some of the current headlines. Today, is September 15th, 2022, and let's get into it. Well, as we get into the headlines here, I think one of the more interesting ones, and it seems to be kind of the talk of the day in terms of the funny things that happen. While there's much more serious headlines going on, but Governor Ron DeSantis from Florida and Governor Greg Abbott from Texas decided to respectively send some illegal immigrants to some places that very clearly triggered the left. Uh, Ron DeSantis sent two plane loads of uh, immigrants to, or illegal immigrants, however you want to call it, to Martha's Vineyard, which is a kind of a Democratic stronghold and where a lot of the Democrats who are on the upper echelon of things live. So they're very clearly not happy about that. And, you know, what really is maybe the bolder move to me, Governor Greg Abbott had a busload of migrants dropped off at Kamala Harris's house. So she's the vice president of the United States, as I'm sure you know, but these acts to me are, it's its a little, I can kind of agree with the left when you're, you're kind of showing some disrespect to human life and you're using humans as political pawns. I totally get where they're coming from. I think we should possibly be shipping these uh, immigrants to these leftist cities and states that are having these um, really illegal laws that promote the illegal immigration. I think if Texas and Florida are trying to do what they can do to enforce their border laws and they know that other states are sanctuary states, then those states should take those those people in with open arms. I think you get a little egregious when you're using them in clearly political stunts, dropping them off at the vice president's house, dropping them off in Martha's Vineyard. It, it sends a clear flag and it's, you know, political, you know, maybe it's a political disobedience or how, you know, nonviolent political disobedience and pushback against the leftist agenda. So, you know, maybe someone needs to step up and do that. But I I think you get a little tricky when you're when you're, you know, treating humans as pawns and any sort of political figure. Now, these were men of military age. So, you know, I don't feel as bad about it if they were sending women and children there and just dropping them off and dumping them off and and leaving them there for the, the leftist to figure out. But what what a major punishment just in and of itself. You get left off and dropped off in some leftist stronghold. Um, as we talk about later on today in this episode about the collapse of the cities, uh, Tucker Carlson has been doing a great job the last week or so, really highlighting the rise in crime and violence and, and everything that you're seeing in these leftist strongholds and cities. And to take people who are just fresh to this country and dump them off there. And it's kind of a recipe for disaster. And, you know, you're potentially putting those people's lives in jeopardy and you're putting American citizens' life in jeopardy too if you really haven't took the time to vet these people and who they are. But you know these leftists are creating these these open border policies. They're creating the incentives for people to come here and, and risk so much to try to come to this land of we all know is a land of opportunity. No matter what they try to spin it as a as a oppressive regime in America, a racist country. It's amazing how many people want want to flee and come to this supposedly uh, racist country to get away from the actual true oppression that they live under. But if you want to get an idea of what kind of like a complete societal and civil collapse would be, I shared this on our Oasis Network group where we're encouraging people to sign up. It's a platform you don't have to be get, have to worry about getting censored on. There will be a link to the bio in the bio of this episode. There's always links inside the Instagrams, but the Oasis network I posted this in there. It's kind of a birds uh, it's kind of an insider look at, at what I'm keeping on my radar, but it is available on YouTube and it's under uh, Indigo Traveler. The video is him going into Haiti. He goes into the the biggest slums in Haiti and you get a real great look at what life is like in a lawless collapsed state, a lawless um, failed government situation where people are just left to their own devices, where gangs are in charge and government corruptions at an all-time level. One of my biggest takeaways from the video was the corruption permeated throughout the country. It started at the highest levels and just continued to work its way down. They talked about the layers of corruption. It was every single level um, you got to from the people who were the example they were showing, or many, one of many examples was the petrol. The getting the gasoline was such a huge task, and from the people the, who get it shipped in from the government all the way to the guy at the gas station, there's these different level of corruptions and payoffs that people have to do, and it actually creates a black market for gasoline. And that's not something I don't think any American would be really ready or prepared to deal with um, if that was to come to this country, which I believe it will. If we continue to have this um, runaway corruption on our upper levels of government, it will continue to just trickle down and trickle down till every level of society is corrupted. And there's no safe place you could be that doesn't involve uh, gangs or roving government agents. It's going to get very tricky very quick. And that's on full display on his channel. Um, when he goes to Haiti, he also goes to Yemen. He goes to some of the uh, areas in Ukraine. He goes to some areas of this world that, you know, I don't think most Americans really understand when they talk about this country's oppressive and that it's uh out of control and bad. I think there's some definite areas in America right now that are no-go zones, and the whole country could turn into a no-go zone very quickly if we're not careful and we don't try to hold these these politicians and people accountable. And that's part of what we'll get into is to what to expect. But also in the headlines before we delve into that, on the very front of Drudge right now is the headline, we're ready to team up. Reds rising, and it's a picture of Putin in Xi Jinping who. Is- uh, said to Putin, we're ready to team up. The headline comes from the Washington Examiner, and that's today. Uh, Russian Putin, Russian President and Vladimir Putin and Chinese leader Xi Jinping met in Uzbekistan, where they reaffirmed their commitment to strengthening their relationship and putting their mark on the global scale. The two authoritarian leaders met on the sidelines of the Shanghai Corporation and Organization on Thursday, and Z's first trip outside his country since the start of the coronavirus pandemic. In the face of the colossal changes of our time, on a global scale, unprecedented I'm sorry, unprecedented leadership and conditions must arise. Putin is in opening Putin is in an opening speech said that China has some concerns with the Russian war in Ukraine and and surprisingly acknowledgement signaling at least a small divide between the two leaders. We highly appreciate the balanced position of the Chinese, of our Chinese friends in connection with the UK in crisis. We understand your questions and concerns in this regard, is what Putin said to him. So they're trying to really position themselves. And you got to think these these guys don't think on the scales that me and you think about they think about things in terms of 50 years from now 100 years from now 200 years from now so when we see these shifts in power and balance happening we have to be thinking about what am I standing up for right now? What am I doing? What is my country doing? What will my great-grandchildren's future look like? What will my grandchildren's future like? Hell, what will my future look like in 50 years? Some of you may be listening to this who are 20 years old and not not giving any thought to it. You might be in your early 30s, late 40s, whatever it is, but we still got another 40, 50 years to go. What, what kind of world are we going to be living in if uh, Putin and and Xi Jinping set up their countries for global success. We'll just end up becoming serfs to them. In many ways, we're serfs to China. How much uh, we're reliant for their medical products, for their industrial products. It's a very scary future if they decide to just kind of cut us off and we're not laying any infrastructure, creating inf- any infrastructure for ourselves, for our country to be um, self-sustainable. They're, they're talking about renewable energy, but they're not talking about uh, domestic manufacturing or anything like that that'll produce any sort of electric car, the green infrastructure, in theory, you know, if they could pull it off and make it work, cool. Why not? But what kind of electric vehicles are we going to produce and drive if we can't even control any manufacturing here? So there's so many things to deal with and so many things to worry about that all dovetail into us having to be worried about society at large collapsing. And we're seeing many signs of that with the inflation and the food prices on the rise and just an overall harder time to get services and goods. I mean, we've seen things from toilet paper crisis to baby formula crisis to record high inflation on food, gas prices going through the roof creating hardships for people who are on fixed incomes, people who have to really just decide is it worth me to, is it worth what i have to do to go to work or should i just live off the dole? And how long are we going to be able to support this kind of welfare state that we're creating is going to lead to at the end of the day, a societal and economic collapse. And there's a lot of things that you could expect when that happens. And we'll kind of get into those right now. There's a list out there that I got, and I think it's it's a pretty good list. It involves 13 different things. So we'll delve into those 13 different things. But people eat almost anything. This was always an amazing thing to see to me when Venezuela collapsed they actually raided the zoos. It was one of the things that like, it's hard for me to fathom that people would start turning to zoo animals or to pets. They went. They used to have a, a problem with stray dogs on the streets. And then there was literally almost no stray dogs. You wouldn't find stray animals at all because people were turning to uh, animals like that to survive. I think it's a very real possibility. Um, a lot of people say, oh, if things get too bad, I'm just gonna go off into the woods and hunt. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure a population of 316 million people, if everyone decided to just start hunting at the same time, you're gonna see um, a level of food shortage that no one is talking about. On one of our previous po- podcasts I talked about, it's it's the crisis that no one talks about, and that's the complete uh, depletion of any of our um, meat products, from cows to pigs to what have you, chickens, all that stuff, and then all the game that's out there available for hunting. If all that disappeared, you're going to see people turning to eating almost anything, and that could very well include zoo animals. And if you've never seen that, go look that up. There's there's news stories about it, articles about it. Just Google uh, Venezuela Zoo Animals, and, and you'll be able to get that information there. Um, one of the other things they talk about is increased martial law. Now, we actually saw that just during the last political cycle, and we saw it during COVID. So I can only imagine how bad it's going to get if we're in an actual situation where people are struggling to find food to eat, when the money's worthless, when people don't want to go to jobs, when there's rolling blackouts. You're going to see uh, martial law enacted in a in a much harsher scale than anything we saw here. Um, go look up borders closed, state borders closed, troopers troopers enforcing borders. It's a little hard to find now. And I think a lot of people don't remember at the start of the pandemic, I mean, you had uh, state troopers and police locking down borders for even interstate commerce. So martial law enacted on a scale that um, we never, never thought of before. And speaking of that, the interstate commerce and all that, you're gonna see trucking halt. We just recently saw them talking about halting the railroads. People are not going to go to work, where I've already seen that, if they're not getting paid, if they can't feed themselves, if they can't clothe clothe themselves, if they can't pay for the power to heat their homes, you're going to see trucking stop, you're going to see the railroad stops, you're going to see all of that stop. And you have to plan for that supply chain disruption, or else you're going to be in a ton of trouble when it just cuts off because a lot of people do prep, but they never take into account how they're gonna resupply. So you wanna prep as far out as you can, the the more the better. And prior to 2020, I used to recommend people three months, now I'm recommending that, you know, if you haven't pushed yourself out to a, to a one year, two year, even three years, it's gonna be kind of a crapshoot about how well um, you're able to proceed during a long-term SHTF situation that an economic and societal collapse would be. Um, On top of the interstate commerce, you're going to see a rise in gang activities. I think gangs will fill a lot of voids. Go look up the Baltimore riots. It's one that I always point to in 2015. I'll never forget the headline. It said some streets controlled by gangs. Gangs actually uh, took over blocks and controlled blocks and stopped some of the chaos that was going on because the police were actually unable or unable to do it. So, gang activity is gonna be on the rise like you'll never seen. Um, as I left California, it was getting worse and worse. I think even in the small town I'm at now, when I got out here, it was relatively weird because there wasn't like a lot of gang activity. And now I'm starting to see it kind of creep up. I'm happy my kids are getting to the point where they're gonna be done with school in a couple of years. And, you know, we could kind of make some different decisions from there. But them not having to grow up in an area that was very active in gangs and myself got caught up in some of that type of stuff but you guys for the average um urban type prepper or rural prepper that gang activity isn't what you think it is and it is it could be very um very difficult to deal with if you have no experience or if you're just not willing to lose everything they got some hopeless people who join these gangs but you'll definitely see an increase in gang activity. It's also gonna give a a rise to, which is very similar, but terrorist activity. I think people kind of forget about the the terrorist threat and that's that's to us in this country. You know, if you think about terrorists, I think we've been conditioned to think about Middle East and stuff like that. But you know, if we have China and Russia and all these people could be sleeper cells in our very own country and we can see a rise in terrorism to help destabilize this country even further, to disrupt things even further. Um, You're going to see bank closures. That happened a little bit in 08. There was bank runs, bank mergers, bank closures, all kinds of stuff as these banks go insolvent and people don't pay back their debt. It's going to get trickier and trickier um, for us to sustain any sort of regular banking schedule. We're already seeing rate increases. The Fed's talking about they're going to be increasing rates pretty soon. And there's a lot of fear that it's going to doom the housing market all over again. I monitor it. I've got a lot of reports and you've been seeing the housing prices start to dip down and it's on fears of the rising, um, the rising rates that the uh, people are gonna face. So bank closures is a very big possibility as well. You're gonna be looking at gasoline rationing and essentially a black market being created for that gasoline. Watching that video that I mentioned earlier in Haiti um, and looking at this list that just really hit home. So much of our economy, so much of our day-to-day lives really revolves around cheap, affordable gasoline. And it, once that becomes uh actual super hard commodity to Get that's either rationed by the government, controlled by gangs, sold off into a black market type atmosphere. Um, gasoline rationing and gasoline hoarding is going to become quite a problem for our economy and society. As you see people um, who are on more of the lower economic scale, you're going to see hospitals overcrowd for common stuff that you know you would typically go to an urgent care physician for living where I lived in California, the hospitals are always overcrowded. And it was really because they emergency rooms and everything catered to a lower demographic. So, you know, God forbid you had an actual emergency and you're in there and you're waiting for people who have just simple common colds or flus. And it's not really an emergency situation, but they don't have any urgent care providers. So they're flowing into the emergency rooms and into the hospitals and droves. So having a you know, a major situation come up and having these hospitals overloaded is going to be a problem. You may even see it just from what I think is something that could happen next, be a slowdown in um, sanitation pickups. You're going to see workers not wanting to do that, which will lead to um, garbage on the streets, garbage in people's homes, that stuff peeling, uh, you know, going out into the community, creating unsanitary environments. It could very well lead to um, people the biggest thing we have to worry about is riots. We've seen riots in this country, but we haven't seen food riots. We've seen a little bit of it. You could go uh, Google when there's people um, were fighting for their EBT cards or housing vouchers. There's some... Desperate riots that have happened in this country that go a little under the radar and a little unspoken about I think during the pandemic and even more recently too There's a big uh, shortage at food banks And if you go look at some of this footage of these people at these food banks There's lines around the blocks Now what's to stop that from getting very very violent and very out of control When even more people start hitting the food banks and even more people start going into kind of a desperation mode Another thing, and this is kind of goes right in that sanitary uh, mindset and with the san- or sanitation mindset that I was talking about, but the wall- water quality could drop if you're having rolling blackouts and they're not able to. Per- per- Prioritize water treatment facilities. And then, you know, we've already seen in like Flint, Michigan and I've seen other stuff in Mississippi and you're seeing stuff in New York where, you know, they're trying to run even PSAs about this the tap water safe to drink. There's already water quality problems in this country. And as less and less people go into the workforce, there's less and less people trained to do these jobs. As the society collapses, it'll only lead to even worse water quality. Um, Another thing to be thinking about um, is going to be probably, and this is kind of the top one that would really put us into jeopardy, but is kidnappings and armed robberies are going to go way up. We've already seen a little bit of that. There's been attempted kidnappings and robberies for these people who are in a little bit more of an affluent type of lifestyle and who are flossing it on Instagram and stuff. So one of the posts I made was about OPSEC. You need to be very careful about what you're putting out on social media because when the shit hits the fan, if people know that you're prepping and they, they know that you got it good or shit starts to hit the fan and you're bragging about how you got it good, I mean, you may very well end up being a victim of a kidnapping or an armed robbery that could easily turn into a homicide uh, just for the goods that you have. Talking to my buddy Frederick Reddy, who's going to be on a, on a podcast pretty soon, I mean, that's the one of the things that he predicts and that we're going to hear about, you know, in the near future as the society continues to collapse is somebody getting mugged for their preps or because they're a known prepper. So right now they got known rappers getting mugged. I think one day you might get known preppers getting mugged and robbed for their goods. So those are all things that you could expect and look for um, as society collapses. And those are some of my takes on the current headlines. And I just encourage you guys to to be wary of everything that's going on. Keep yourself informed Stay on top of it because we're really clearly looking at a big shakeup in this country on the heels of uh, the the virus and into this new administration and just the the things that are about to come with the midterms coming up and the brand new election cycle. It's going to be a a spicy, bumpy road. And the one thing that's going to really help us is being as prepared as we can and being good stewards of ourselves and of our families. So just keep prepping, guys. The only thing that we have to fear is fear itself. Don't let fear dominate you. One of the ways that we can push back against the fear is to be prepared i appreciate all you guys um supporting the channel like i mentioned the oasis network is up and running there's links to that everywhere you find me you find me at last prepper standing on pad cat on instagram you can find me at the prepper syndicate i share so many other people's work there so much great uh content going on shout out to the women of prepping who are doing uh doing it big for uh, preparedness month this month i think those ladies just crush it all of them Um, continue to follow me on American Prepper Group. I know that's where most people uh, come from. I'm gonna keep sharing these memes that are trying to wake people up. There's just a lot of good content out there and we have to stay fo- focused. Just keep prepping, stacking the food to the rafters, doing the things that we need to do to hedge against any of this chaos and any of the any of the things that we may see. Try to stay in a great mood and be a positive influence to your family members, to your friends. Uh, preach, Preach the word of God and preach the word of prepping. Stay safe and I'll see you guys next time.